trust you. I will trust you, my Savior and my friend. You prayed for God to heal the sick, the lost to draw to him. You begged for God to calm the storm. You not been answered and you think he has not heard don't lose faith keep looking up trust his will and trust his word but if not he is still good but if not he is still God though you may You can trust in your Savior and your friend. Even in the darkest valley, you may feel alone. God is there beside you to carry you along. Through it all, he is still good. You can trust him, your Savior and your friend. I can trust him. I will trust him, my Savior and my friend. Amen. Let me just uh, say, along with Brother Josh, uh, again, we can't uh, thank you enough for just the investment and the work that you've put into the bus ministry, into the lives of so many young people as well as adults. I also want to say thank you to Brother Josh. Of course, he heads up the bus ministry, and it takes a lot of effort to ensure that things are running smoothly. Uh, Brother Cavanaugh's involved in the bus maintenance element of it all, and there's so many things going on there. And of course, Brother Don and him work together to make that happen, and there's just a lot going on there. Let me just say this. If there's a desire to be involved in the bus ministry, I'd want to encourage you to reach out to Brother Josh. If you uh, have abilities in the area of, or of mechanics or you're willing to do certain things here and there to help out with the buses, uh, just even just uh, whatever, it might be changing oil and things, uh, I know that we can always use a, a extra hands to help us with some of that. Now, again, it may not fit your schedule, and if it doesn't, uh, then, then that might be an issue. But, you know, you can't just say, well, I want to do it at this time. And unless you can do it yourself, you, you know, you got to have somebody help you with it maybe. Then we try to work together, try to schedule time to get that done. 
But uh, like I say, um, if you have a desire to help, we would love to try to do our best to work with you and get you involved in that. Um, Brother Don has been working on our buses and doing a lot of maintenance things for probably almost, well, all 30 years now, 28 years. And uh, obviously, we can always use extra hands. We've got more buses. We've got more work than ever. And uh, we could use some mechanical help in that area as well. But again, it's, um, it's, it's difficult sometimes. I mean, um, we just try to um, keep our buses on the road, you know. And so far, the Lord's blessed us, and it's been working out pretty well. And we thank the Lord for just all he's done in our bus ministry. Again, we thank uh, Brother Cavanaugh uh, and uh, Brother Don for that work there. Brother Josh for his leadership. Well, he's going to come preach for us now. And again, as pastor, I, I certainly am glad. As I said this morning, we don't have any second teamers around here. Uh, I think about uh, him and Brother Cavanaugh. And uh, anytime any one of them gets up and preaches, uh, there's not a step down in the least. It's, if anything, a step up. And uh, certainly appreciate them and their faithfulness here and just uh, their willingness to serve the Lord. And boy, they're just tremendous, tremendous assets to Community Baptist Temple, Temple and to me. All right, well, before I lose my mind, I'll let Brother Josh come and preach. That, that stuff drives me crazy. All right, we don't know what's going on, by the way. There's nobody that knows what's going on right now. We do have an obsolete mic system, just so you know. We have to spend about six or 7,000, well, no, let's see. Six, we need to spend about uh, $3,500 to $4,000 to replace our microphones. All of our microphones are on a, uh, a uh, wavelength that is now not obsolete. The government decides what channels you can use and what you can't. When we bought the microphones, you could use the channels. And now some years later, they say that those are no longer available to us. And as a result of that, sometimes you're hearing crazy things. It's because you're hearing crazy things. Okay? It's not you. You're not crazy. Okay, it's just crazy. So nonetheless, uh, we'll get through this, right? And uh, we've been trying to hold off as long as we can without having to purchase some things, but it looks like we may just have to start doing that sooner than later. All right, Brother Josh, glad to have you. Come preach. Yes, Luke, Luke chapter 14 in your Bibles. Luke chapter 14, we'll start in verse number 15, and we'll read down through verse number 24. Luke chapter 14, um, we had a number of workers uh, right down the line, and there's a few more workers, bus workers on the way that will be stepping in, uh, and I've talked to them uh, very recent here, and, uh, and I believe, I believe with all of my heart, we may get to it a little later uh, this evening, I believe there's a few bus workers sitting out there that I'm looking at. I think there's a few bus workers sitting in this auditorium and you know in your heart of hearts, the Lord's been tugging at your heart to be in the bus ministry. And uh, we'll, see, we'll see what the Lord has for us tonight. And whatever the Lord wants, oh, that we would be just simply obedient to His will and to His plan. Looking forward to this message, just a simple thought here for you tonight. In Luke chapter 14, verse number 15. We'll read these verses and then we'll have a word of prayer. The Bible says, And when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. 
And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I, I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to, to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Father, we come to you and we thank you for the privilege, the honor that it is to be able to serve you. Lord, I pray that you would be with us here tonight. Uh, Father, as we gather now just to sit in peace and comfort around this precious book, the Bible, your word. I pray, Father, that you would speak to us tonight. Lord, I pray that you would use me in a mighty way. Lord, I am weak, and I, I fail you, Father, far too often. I want to be used of you tonight, and I pray that you would touch me. In my words, Lord, that I would say what only you would have me to say. Lord, for each and every listening ear, Father, that we would be open and receptive to to your will and your way. Lord, I, I said it a moment ago, perhaps, Lord, there's someone here that feels the call, the need to be involved in the bus ministry. I pray that you would make that clear tonight if someone is uh, feeling that way or has been feeling that way. Father, I pray that you would convict and that you would encourage us here through your word. Lord, that it would be you uh, that we are focused on. Not me. Father, remove me from the equation. Get me out of the way. Lord, may you be honored and glorified in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to look at verse number 21 down through verse number 23, I guess by way of introduction. Look at verse number 21. The Bible says, So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. What did the servant show his Lord? What did he have to tell him? He said there was a group of people there was a number of folks that had a bunch of excuses as to why they couldn't come to this supper. Uh, what were those excuses? Let's just look at the Bible. Let's just walk down through those really quick. Uh, let's start in verse number 18. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go see it. So let me be excused, he says. Bought a piece of land. I got some ground. I... I'm going to be a little busy. And another said, I have bought five yoking of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. Excuses, excuses. Hear them every day. Excuses. Here they come. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. Oh, man, what an excuse. my wife. Teenagers, you be very, 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 very careful. There's been many 
of young men and young ladies, they're on fire for the Lord, right? And they're faithful to church, right? Perhaps. They get married and something happens. Well, you've seen it before. We've watched it, right? You get married and before you know it, where are they at? What happened? I'm sure they're doing a lot of good things. Teenagers, you stay close. Stay home. Oh, boy. Excuses. You know, it's, uh, in regards to excuses, each and every single one of us, we can have excuses, and we do readily at our fingertips. We're ready to give excuses as to why I can't do something, as to why I can't serve in that ministry, as to why I can't be more faithful, as to why I can't be any more obedient. I've done, I'm doing all that I can do here, and we have excuses after excuses after excuses as to why we cannot. God will make a way in this area of service. If there's an excuse today, I guess my point is this, Stepping outside of the scripture here just a moment, but if there is an excuse as to why you can't be involved in the bus ministry, get rid of that excuse, eliminate that, toss it to the side. Excuses. Oh, don't, don't, don't misunderstand me here. I understand there's a number of us here that are extremely faithful and serving in a number of ministries, and I'm not trying to pull you away from a ministry to serve in the bus ministry. I'm not trying to do that. But if the Lord has laid on your heart the bus ministry and you see every once in a while you're walking through the hall and you see a couple of those kids walk on by and every once in a while run on by and you think to yourself, wow, those kids are crazy. But they need to be in church. I'm glad they're here. Praise the Lord for that attitude. You have a burden down deep in your heart for those kids, don't allow the devil to use a little excuse to keep you from being obedient to that voice down inside you that says, hey, why don't you give that a shot? I just don't have time. And that I do realize how many hours those bus captains and those workers put into a ministry like that, the door knocking that takes place. Oh, man. It is worth it. It is worth it. Every last one of those kids, we've seen a number. Over the last couple of months, we have seen a bunch of first-time visitors. Never been to church before. Never been here at Community Baptist Temple. Walking through these doors. Walking into our Sunday school classes. Walking into this auditorium. And those junior churches. What a blessing. What a blessing it is. Be careful. With those excuses. These, they, I can't make it to the supper. I'm busy. I'm busy. Verse number 21. Again, the servant came and showed the Lord these things. Then the master of the house. He was, he's not happy. He was not happy about this. Can I tell you? We live in a wicked society. We live in a mixed up, messed up world, just like these ones with those excuses going here and going there. So busy, always got something to do. I'm telling you right now, that mentality, 
That problem has crept into the church house. And we are too busy to serve. And I want you to know that God's not happy about it. God's not happy about that. God remembers when you used to serve in that ministry. God remembers when it was without a doubt three times a week. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. When the doors are open, I will be there. Nothing gets in my... God remembers that. And if you're not there anymore, God's not happy. God's not happy. Oh, He understands. Because I have justified my behavior with my excuses, God's still not happy. Are you where you're supposed to be today? Is God happy with your service? So, wow, Brother Josh, what's up with that? We're just going to encourage us in the bus ministry today, right? The Bible's going to tell us here in a minute. I want to zero in. I want to focus on a word, compel. And the title of my message tonight is Compelled to Compel. Compelled to Compel. And unless we get back on track, church... You individually. God says, I want, to do, I want to do some great and mighty things. But you got my hands tied. Because you're, not gonna, you're, you're unwilling to be obedient. And to give of yourself. To give of your time. As we heard this morning. The master of the house, being angry, said to his servant... Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Picture this. Community Baptist Temple, Akron, Ohio, right here. This auditorium. Picture this house being filled. Picture it full. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, I don't care. Any service, picture this. Wouldn't that be amazing? Maybe not. Wouldn't that be amazing? Okay, maybe. Maybe. Wouldn't that be amazing? Amen. Amen. I think so. I think so. One, two, three. What does that that seat represent right there? A soul that is either headed to heaven or headed to hell. There's that one on the corner there, the last, that that end row right there. It's a rough spot, you know. I mean, you're kind of getting a side view of the, the service in a sense, but it's, you're there in the auditorium. What, is that, what does that seat represent? A soul that is either headed to heaven or hell. And there's a good chance because it's empty, that's another person that is on their way to hell and may never get that good news of salvation. There's one back in the corner over there. What does that chair represent? A soul that is either headed to heaven Headed to hell. What about this one down front? Those, those seats are scary. 
got that psalm book sitting there. It's able to sit there because no one had to sit in that seat. It's just able to sit there like that. What does that, what does that chair represent? A soul that is either headed to heaven or headed to hell. And the master says, hey, go out into the streets. Go, go get them. Bring them in. And the servant says, whoa, I already did that. We've already done that. We've brought them in, but there's still room. And he says, go into the highways and edges. Compel them to come in. Whatever you got to do. Get them in here. Do we understand the severity of the situation? And what a beautiful thing it is. The bus ministry, watching those buses pull off the property week in and week out, understanding that those buses, some of those buses as of late have been pretty full, pretty full, jam-packed. And you watch that bus, it pulled off the property, it was empty outside of a few workers, and it pulls back on the property, and that bus is bouncing up up the drive, and we're ready to go. It doesn't matter if there's 13 kids or there's 33 kids or there's 63 kids. That bus is bouncing. Here we go. It's on. And those kids represent souls that are headed to heaven or headed to hell. And are we willing to do anything about it today? I'm not trying to get anyone, I promise you, I'm not trying to get anyone to feel bad if you're not serving in the bus ministry. But I do want you to understand how valuable and how important the ministry is and what we're trying to accomplish. Because I do realize it costs a lot of money to keep those buses on the road. And your faithfulness and your tithes and offerings go so far. I don't know if I got enough money personally to throw the amount of fuel in those buses week in and week out that it would take to run that bus from this end of the world to that end of the world, over here and over there, to pick up those kids, to bring them to class. I've been fired up and encouraged when I take a look at the teen section and I see all the bus kids, I see all the teenagers right here that are gathered on a Sunday morning and I go, yes! A lot of those kids have never, we're walking through the creation on Sunday mornings right now. You know, most of those kids that we bring in have never heard that verse. In the beginning, God created. Oh, they're being taught something in their schools, but it's not about God, the creator. You say, you, know, you remember, you, you, you're talking to someone. You're, you're going through the plan of salvation and you go, you get there to Romans and you're talking about Adam, right? And you go, remember way back there in the, in the Garden of Eden and they're looking at you, what? No, you remember Adam and Eve and God said don't eat of the fruit and, 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 and you're waiting for them to be like, yeah, oh yeah. No, I've never heard of that. That's a fact. That's a reality. That's where we're at. And the master says, compel them to come in. You're just bribing those bus kids. Giving them uh, snacks and, and, oh, Mr. Josh back there with a pie in the face. Bribing them. I watched. I thought it was pretty fun. Watching Josh get pied in the face. I like that. Oh, man. Amen to that. That was a blessing. Now, we'll do whatever it takes. Mr. Green... I have a video. He was loving it. He was enjoying every second of it. And he smashed it right in Brother Josh Darkey's face. Got him good. 
And you know those kids, they went crazy. Some of them screamed. Some of them ran to Brother Josh like they had never run to him before. Why? Because he had Cool Whip all over his face. They were eating it. <laughs> I was like, stop it, stop that. Don't do that. That's bad. Don't eat the Cool Whip off Brother Josh Darkey's face. Okay? Oh, man, that was disgusting. I didn't even notice it when I was, I was recording the whole thing, and then I went back and watched, and I was like, what are they doing? Oh, man. Oh, we can get frustrated in the bus ministry. They can be kind of crazy. They can keep you on your toes. But it's so much fun. It's so much fun. So many memories, so many stories. Us workers, myself, I, I could go back, go back years in the bus ministry. Thankfully, I'm grateful because my mom here at Community Baptist Temple started the bus ministry there with that minivan. And I can picture that minivan going out and bringing some kids back to church. And then mom saying, I'm not done, there's still more. And taking another trip out and bringing those kids back, making multiple trips, getting them to church. Some may say, why? What are you doing? Heaven or hell? How many people have I come in contact with in just the last months? I've run into and they say, I used to ride that church bus. I was down at the park just a couple of weeks ago. And I was playing basketball with some guys. Guys I'd never met before. And I was telling him about the church. And he's like, I used to go to that church. The other guy said, yeah, me too. I used to ride a church bus. I would get on a church bus and go. And then one of them uh, went a little farther as to give a few details about some of the big events and the things that would happen on the bus. And was naming names, people they remembered, workers that, that they loved and that made a difference in their life. You say, it doesn't matter. It does. Oh, it does. And the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Compelled to compel. What compels you to continue serving? To, to continue to go, to get others into this place right here, right now. Let's go to verse number 15, back up. Verse number 15, and when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Compelled by, talking to myself here, and I believe that you're probably right here with me, compelled by blessings compelled by blessings what keeps you going what what keeps you driven to serve and to go go ye into all the world and preach the gospel go what compels you can you think about those blessings i'm not talking about a bus kid i'm just talking about your life right now think about it we, I know we, we save this for, for Thanksgiving and we count our blessings and we're reminded to be thankful and grateful. But right now, think about it. All that you have been blessed with. You think about this church. Don't take this church for granted. Don't take that Sunday school class for granted. Don't take this soul winning program for granted. Don't take the bus ministry for granted. 
A pastor that is soul conscious, don't take that for granted. Preaching that we hear from God's Word week in and week out, don't take that for granted. Oh, the many blessings, don't take your wife, your husband for granted. Those kids that God has blessed you with, the many blessings. Blessings. Compelled by blessings. Oh, we have been blessed beyond all measure. But with those and in those blessings, we can grow accustomed to being blessed. And and it's so normal, we can just kick back and relax. And we get over it. You get over how good God has been to you. How God has blessed us, not just a church, but your family. You personally, compelled by blessings. Verse number 15. Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Compelled by the bread. Who's that bread of life? Don't forget about Jesus today. What's compelling? What is pushing? What is driving you today? Have you forgotten about... Have we, a church, have we forgotten what what price was paid? What Jesus Christ did for us? Let's take a look at a few verses really quick. Let's go to John 6.35. John. The Bible says in John chapter 6, verse number 35, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Go to Psalm 34, verse 8. Psalm 34, verse number 8. Look at this in your Bibles. Psalm 34, verse number 8. O taste and see. Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. You know, when I have a, when I have a tasty meal, I want to share it. I want to tell someone about it. Have you tasted Jesus lately? Have you had a desire? Have you been compelled in any way to share Jesus with someone else? God is so good to us. The blessing, compelled by the blessing, compelled by the bread. Don't forget what we have been given. Oh, God is so good to us. You know, when I, when I go to, I was thinking about this word compelled. And I was thinking about going to either one of my grandparents' house. And so I was thinking about this word, again, in the definition, compelled. You know, my grandparents are good at helping me see needs that I didn't realize that I had. So when I show up to grandma's house, she says, I've got this food for you. I've got this drink for you. you got to try this out. Oh, I just happened, I don't know how, but I just happened to pick up a dozen donuts, and here it is sitting in my kitchen. you got to have a donut. Now, it's hard to turn down a donut. 
Grandma Johnson, Grandma O'Donnell, she's got it all figured out. She knows exactly what I need. And you know how it goes. Maybe you've been there before. You walk into someone's house. That, Here, you probably need this. No, no, I'm fine, Grandma. I'm full. I, 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 just, I just ate before I came. It's not a bit. No, 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 no. This is, the, oh, here you go. Okay, thank you, Grandma. And I take it, and I eat it. All right, good. And then I'm done eating it, and a little bit later, she comes around again. Here, you need a drink? Here, I've got a drink for you. Here, how about that? No, Grandma, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. No, okay, all right, all right. And we do this over and over and over. You know what? The world, you go out there, you're passing out a gospel tract. You're inviting someone to church. You know, you get someone to say, no, I'm good. No, no, I'm fine. The world doesn't know what they're missing out on. They don't know how good it is here. And we expect them to be able to comprehend, to be able to understand how amazing this world, this life that we have is. They don't know. We've got to show them how wonderful and how amazing this is. So it's, oh, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. Thinking. No, 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 you've got to try this. Jesus is amazing. Let me tell you about those blessings. Let me tell you what Jesus did for me. It goes a long way. It goes a long way. I just, I don't know. I, they don't know how good it is. They don't know how good God is. We do. Are we keeping him to ourselves? <laughs> compelled, compelled by the bounty, the blessings, the bread, and the bounty. Verse number 16. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, made a great supper, and bade many. Can imagine what this supper looked like. I've been to some big suppers before. I'm going back to Thanksgiving, dinner again in my mind, and, and everyone's got the table is spread. There's so much food. Bring it on, keep it coming. You go back up for more and some more and then some more, and you walk away. Whoo, I am full. Let me tell you something. God's got plenty for all of us. Say, well, I just like this small church, the, the small church mentality that we have here. This, everyone's a tight group, and we're all really one big happy family. It's great. We get too many people here, we'll lose that. We'll become, you know, like one of those mega churches, and then we just, no one will love anybody, and everyone's just kind of left to themselves. That's a lie. Straight out of the pits of hell. What does that seat represent right there? That's a soul, either headed to heaven, headed to hell. Go around the room, we've already done it once. There's enough for every single one of us and more, and more. Let's look here. Verse number 21, so that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt, and the blind. Just get anybody. Get them in here. Fill these seats. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet there is still room. He says, we've already done that. We've gone out there. We've brought as many as we can. 
And he says, you're not trying hard enough. You haven't gone far enough. Get out there and compel them. Compel them to come in. I'm reminded of that servant here. Many of us, we're doing the work. We're getting after it. We're serving. He said, we already did that. But the Lord, the Master, wants you to go a little farther. The Master wants you to try a little harder. We sell God short. We heard a great message at conference a couple of weeks ago. Talked about those great and mighty things which we know not. How many, don't raise your hands, but be honest. In your heart of hearts, you think to yourself, amen. I, I totally agree. Fill the house. It'd be great if this place was full. But is that a reality in this day and age in which we live? I mean, is that actually possible? That Would that actually happen? Hold on. Great and mighty things. And the emphasis was, which we know not. You see, we've always got to be in control. I, I want God to do great things. But it happens as I say it happens. God can go much farther and do much greater work than I ever could personally but I hold him back. Is it because of my unbelief? Do I truly believe that these seats, these pews could be filled? I believe that they could. I believe that they can. What are we doing? What are we doing about it? You say, I'm like that servant. I'm out there. I told him. I, I asked him. I invited people this week to come to church. And there was a few that came to church. I, I, we had visitors in our service this morning. We had a handful of, of visitors. And they didn't just stop at that, uh, that 11 o'clock hour. They were trickling on in as the service went on. We were having guests. We had visitors. And we had people out knocking doors on Saturday. And teenagers walking the streets and passing out tracks. Come to church. Jesus loves you. And we're doing our part. We're doing something. Community Baptist Temple, we're getting after it. But God says, you can do more. Compel them. Compel them to come in. Oh, that we would compel them to come in. Compelled to compel. When you want to quit short, you want to give up, you want to give in. You think about those blessings. Think about that bread, the bounty. My heart, when I thought of that, my heart, my mind went to John 14. Let's close it down here. John chapter 14, verse number one. John chapter 14, verse number one. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. 
Think about it for just a moment. Think about how amazing, how wonderful heaven will be. I accidentally, I typed in a verse the other day, it was, and, and this came up. I was looking up a word, and I realized that I didn't have the right version. It, it, it automatically popped up, and it says, In my Father's house are many rooms, was the word that popped up. And I thought, <laughs> okay, have fun with that. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'd go to prepare a place for you. Jesus, hard at work. I go to prepare a place for you. Oh, there's plenty of room. How many more could come with us if we dug a little deeper, if we tried a little harder? This week, this week, tomorrow, you wake up and you say, I will compel them to come in. Compelled by those blessings. Compelled by the bread. Compelled by the bounty. God is so good to us. So good to us. Let's go get them in. Let's tell them all about it. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I believe with all of my heart. I don't know if I'm supposed to do this or not. I don't know if that's how this works, how this works, but I believe with all of my heart. Well, I, I need I need a young married couple. I need a couple that are going to serve in the bus ministry that are going to be ready to take a bus route in the next couple of months. Heads bowed, eyes closed. The reason I'm bringing it up right now is because I know that there that the Lord's been working on somebody's heart about this. Simple obedience. It's such a blessing. It's so amazing. Maybe not a young married couple. Maybe it's just a maybe it's a family that wants to jump in and get involved in the bus ministry. We're going to be starting a new route here in a couple of weeks. And I want someone to be ready to take that route. You're sitting in here, or maybe you're hearing this over the live stream, and you said, I know, I know he's talking to me right now because the Lord's told me to do this. I know it. Will you be obedient? Compelled. Compelled to bring them in. Oh, will we be obedient to the command to go into the highways and hedges to compel them to come in. Father, we love you. We thank you for all that you do for us, for your many blessings. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to stand and to preach, to proclaim your word. Lord, we need you. Please go before us and give us wisdom, give us boldness, give us strength, Lord. We don't know what to say. We, we don't always know what to do, Lord, that we would be able to trust you. Help us, Father. Lord, I love you, and I thank you that you love me. And I pray that you would bless our church, bless our efforts and where we go and what we do. We want to serve in your strength, in your power and your might. Heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. Let's all stand as the music begins to play.